Broadcasting from somewhere inside a basement, probably. (laughs) You're listening to the Hobbit Hammer Podcast with Mike and Jerry, a show about Middle Earth strategy battle game and beyond. And beyond. It's like sitting around the hobby bar without the smell. So pull up a chair, join us, and get ready for Hobbit Hammer. What is up, everyone, and welcome to our first recording for Hobbit Hammer Podcast. I am your host, Middle Earth Mike, um, and I'm looking forward to to starting this, right? Uh, so the way the show is going to be run, uh, we're going to have my buddy Jerry with me uh, most of the time, but basically what I wanted to do was kind of get, get branched off first here, right? Um, we'll be doing a recording with Jerry probably next week sometime. I'm thinking on the 10th is what we said. And so I just want to kind of run down uh, this show uh, and, and see where see where we're at, right? So first off, how metal of an entrance or intro is is what we got going on. I don't know if there's any uh, any other podcast that has something like that. So let me know if you guys like that or not. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to do the show now for, I don't know. I think I got the intro and the outro and, and the artwork done, let's say May. And so Jerry and I had recorded it back in May. Um, and things just didn't align right. Um, I kind of was trying to get too big, way too fast with this thing. Uh, and what I mean by that is I was working off like different audio programs and trying to figure it out. And then I was looking at trying to get it professionally edited and yada, yada. And so, you know, before I even kind of dive into that realm of the world, I kind of want to see what the show can actually do. Right. So. You guys, as the as the listeners, you guys are probably wondering why you know why is there another podcast? Right? There's a billion of them out there. They all talk about the same thing. They all go into the meta or or this that. So what I want to do with this is kind of keep like a central umbrella, right? So we can talk about meta things, but I also want to talk about the community. You know, I want to talk about events. I want to talk about new things that are coming out. Questions people might have. Um, I want to get key leaders from community actually on the podcast to talk about what's happening in their communities, um, events they might have lined up because as you guys know, after COVID, as we are trying to get out of this rut that we are all in, um, events are going to start start popping up and, you know, people want to know about them. People want to attend them. uh, People want to do good things. So I think it's very imperative uh, that we, can do that right as as a community we are a smaller uh wargaming community compared to some of the other branches even in the the the, the games workshop uh sector but even outside of that right we're, we're we're not that big of a community especially here in like america right so um a little bit about myself uh, i've been here hobbying uh for about, I guess, I don't even know, 15 years, probably let more. Um, I like painting. Uh, I like playing. Uh, and it's not just Middle Earth theater, right? You know, I uh, 
anyone that knows me personally, I'm a big uh, Games Workshop supporter. I'm a big fanboy for Games Workshop. So I own a lot of models, uh, just like I said, outside of of the, the Lord of the Rings community, right? Uh, so I might talk about 40K here. I might talk about Blood Bowl, but this is just going to be like more so like outstanding news that's coming out or what's on my hobby desk or what's on the hobby desk of someone that could be on the show or, you know, or Jerry's uh, hobby desk, right? So we just, we kind of want to promote just a positive, a positive thing going on. Um, so what I want to do is, I guess, like I said, go through a hard show, a hard rundown of the show. Uh, so if I do segments in a wrong order that you might think, hit me up. Let me, let me know. Um, I'll say it at the end, but you know, if you, the best way to get in touch with me right now is probably Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Middle Earth Mike. Uh, it used to be Green Dragon Miniatures, and before that, it was something else. I don't even remember. But Middle Earth Mike is the flavor that we got going on right now. Um, I really like that. I think I changed my name shortly after the Atlantic City Open. Um, and it kind of stuck with it a little bit, right? It, it's it's kind of unique. You don't have to fight anyone else trying to name themselves Middle Earth Mike on uh, on Instagram, right? So it's it's good. It's good practice, right? So moving on to I guess the hobby news, right? What what all is coming out here in the next few weeks as far as Middle Earth, right? Um, so probably about two to three weeks back, we had. Not the made order, but the the big order for you know the fall of Me the necromancer, and with that came out like the witch king, and the terrain set, and you know other goodies like that. And then the next week, uh, some models re released, right? Uh, and what I'm hearing in the general consensus is people are kind of concerned for their orders. Um, what I can speak to that is it looks like as long as we had our orders and before September 1st, things should end up working out prior to Christmas, all right? So hopefully our orders can start getting it to us uh, now. I have been fortunate enough, though, that I do have the Ball of Necromancer book, uh, as well as some of the more some of the stuff from that order, so I can talk about uh, some of those goodies. But like you, I am, too, uh, waiting on, uh, you know, some of the elf stuff and stuff like that. And I put in the made order, but I'm really not waiting on that, right? That, that'll get here when it gets here. Uh, so yeah, your back orders should hopefully be here and start moving within the next few weeks. Um, things that were not announced that I think should be announced, right? So hopefully we can get some listeners here. And, you know, if if I tell you something you don't know, great. Uh, so the Dolkel Door dice here in America, right? So they came out the rest of the world a few weeks ago. And they were not here in North America and Canada. Well, guess what? Now they are. They are on the website. Go ahead and find them. Uh, all you have to do is go on gamesworkshop.com and type in Dolgold or Dice, right? Kind of come up, 18 bucks. Buy them now. Don't wait. Because uh, we all know that these dice, once they sell out, they are kind of hard to get a hold of. Um, after that, right, one returning thing that I really, really like is the Rohan Stronghold. Now that Rohan Stronghold uh, 
it came out, I don't know, two, three years ago, right before, right before COVID happened, I think. Um, and it was a, it was a gorgeous box. The box alone was fantastic. And in the box, you get six houses and two sets of the Palisade, right? And back then, when it came out, it was like two fifty, I think, which is significantly significant for the savings. Um, and so I would I would plan that probably be two fifty. That goes on uh, pre order this weekend, uh, December fourth, Saturday. And uh, oh yeah, hopefully they they redo that box, man, because that box. Like the the actual when I when I say the box I mean like the art print right I kept mine it's a gorgeous gorgeous box but you get all all the goodies in there too you get to build stuff right so I built mine and it was I think I built like four or five houses uh, because I combined one of the houses and and did some things make some cool stuff and then you get two towers with the palisade set. And then the Palisade, it's literally eight feet of Palisade, right? There's no point, I don't think that you're ever really going to use that. Uh, it's it's absurd, absurd amount of Palisades. But it's awesome to have, right? I love having Games Workshop terrain. Um, there are how-to paintings out there uh, on the website. All you have to do is basically Google it, and you know they can show you step-by-step step on how you paint your stuff. I did that. And my stuff came out pretty good, right? I really, really like my Rohan houses. And I took a, uh, a step for, uh, further. And what I had did was I cut MDF board, right? So I went to uh, I went to like a Home Depot or a, hard, or a, a, a home store, bought MDF board. I drew a pattern around the house that I kind of wanted to do. Uh, and then I, I sawed it, right? And I, I, I sanded uh, the edges to kind of make them a little curved to, to where there's a little bit of a slope coming on. And then from that, you actually put sand on the board after you glue the house down. And then you get to paint, right? Uh, if you are on my Instagram and you scroll down, probably, I don't know, probably to one of my first posts. They're actually on there, right? So you can see how I did that. Uh, if you have any questions about the MDF board, just give me a give me a shout. Drop into my DMs there on uh, on my Instagram, and yeah, I can I can talk you through it. Uh, like I said, it's very old school hobby stuff, uh, but it still works, right? It's it's awesome. Um, something else that is dropping this weekend, and I believe it's going to be on Forge World, is going to be the Amon Hen, uh, the new set for the Amon Hen, right? And it looks freaking gorgeous. I am actually looking at it right now. Uh, man, I, I cannot wait to get my hands on this. I believe, I shouldn't say I believe. I'm willing to bet that they'll do like a how-to painting for it. And when the new war in the north or whatever it is uh, drops here soon, shortly. I don't know when. Uh but they'll probably do, you know, some kind of coverage. But the way it looks is just like stone, and then you do your sand and your grass and all that, all that good stuff. So it's it's not going to be that hard to paint. Um, I just go dealer's choice on the on the on the stone, and then after that, you know, do your do your your sand, or if you're into the the citadel, um, the citadel paint thing, where 
you can you can it simulates sand, right? I, I kind of do dip my hands in both. Um, you can you can make this happen, right? It's 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 gonna be pretty pretty cool. Uh, like I said, I'm not really sure what the price will be, but I'm I'm expecting probably around you know 200 250. Um, and then the last thing that just uh, went on pre order this weekend was our um, What's the new box called? It's called Battle and Balin's Tomb. It's basically the old Mines of Moria set without the trade. Uh, it's going to be its own box game. But if you want the models, hey, those models are, you know, they're, they're Lord of the Rings models. What's cool and what I find the value in this box set, if you are an avid collector uh, like myself, one thing that you cannot get, could not get in this box set from, you know, 10 years ago till now was the plastic troll, right? And so for myself specifically, I've been hunting down that plastic troll. I didn't want to buy uh, off eBay the Mines of Moria set just to get the plastic troll. So this really brings it home to where now I can get my plastic troll. Plus, you know, I needed that uh, plastic fellowship for my for my thing anyway. So I think it's running like 80 bucks. Um, and so the plastic fellowship is like 50 already. So you're basically getting the goblins, 12 goblins and the troll. For 30. Not a bad deal. So I would definitely look into it. Uh, it's probably not going to stick around for a while, knowing how some of these things go. Uh, so if it's something you're on the fence about, I'd probably just pull the trigger for it. Uh, but, you know, you can always wait. It, who knows, right? I, I, I cannot speak for how long things, how long stuff sticks around. By the way, back to the, the Rohan Stronghold box that, you know, that one. Sold out hecka quick, hella quick. You know, I got to watch. I, I really want to watch my language on this podcast. Uh, it sold out quick last time. Uh, and then so when it does that, you, you know, the value is going to go up on it again. So if it's something you're you're wanting to, uh, you know, it's uh, I pull the trigger sooner than later. Right. The M and Hen box. Kit set, whatever. Uh Hopefully, it should just be a range item, kind of like the Weathertop is. By the way, if you have the Weathertop, it's fantastic. If you don't, I recommend buying it. Um, there is a fantastic how-to paint in uh, the Quest of the Ring Bearer. Uh, so I ended up you know, going step-by-step step with that. So I have mine all set up, and it, it looks fantastic. I haven't used it yet, right? Uh, but just, just having it painted is awesome enough. Um, and one day I'd like to do QRB, uh, but you know, it's not this day. Speaking of which, uh, you know, next segment, uh, going to like, what's on my hobby desk, right? Well, right now a whole lot of crap is on my hobby desk. Um, I'm currently working on a rather large Minas Tirith army. Uh, my idea behind this is I don't want to have named characters for it, right? I own the main characters for for or the name characters for Minas Tirith, but for this army, I, I kind of want to just do a fun thing to where I can just spam X amount of captains, kings, um, Nile White Towers, etc., and throw in a bunch of foot dudes, knights, uh, Citadel Guard, etc., and just see where this goes. Right? Uh, my plan for this army is to kind of be using them from February's events. All the way through, let's say, 
I don't know, the end of March. So I kind of want to be done with this in the next two months. So what does that mean? Well, I am hitting a hard, hard hobby fatigue right now. Uh, I probably have about 30 dudes done uh, in my ministerial. I am sitting at, standard, staring here, sitting here, staring at like another 30, um, which will hopefully be done, I don't know, let's say end of December. And then after that, January, we'll be polishing up some of the heroes. I got to put some dudes on horses. Uh, and I got to paint some knights. Um, mainly, this is for a big event that's coming up uh, for me here in the first week of February, which is going to be a thousand point event. So I want to be able to, to spam my dudes. I, I don't know. It's like 60 or something dudes uh, in this list. I'd have to go back and look. Don't don't start doing math and be like, oh, you can only fit this much, right? I'm I, I I'm not there. I just want to keep painting and and get what I can get done before we have a hard list. But I will say I am fighting uh, some serious serious hobby fatigue to paint these guys. I knocked out I knocked out um, those thirty relatively quick. Uh, I was doing like two or three weeks ago. I, I hit probably like 18 dudes and then I hit like another four to eight and then it's just been slowly dying. Right. Uh, so trying to stay motivated painting this large of a project really, really does suck, man. It's, it's awful, but you know, it's, it's, it's our job to, to keep going and, and try and get this, this stuff painted. Right. Cause that, this is what we want to do. Um, so a side project that I have on my desk when I'm not painting these guys is I do have some 40 K models here. Uh, they are <clears throat> Forge world's death core of Krieg. Uh, there's not many, you know, there's like, I'm looking at like 10 to 15 dudes wrapped in a blanket right now. Cause I just finished cleaning them. Uh, so I just want to get them built because after I do get done with this painting, this Gondor army, uh, I would like to, you know, start working on some kind of good looking, uh, good looking 40k army or whatever. You know, I don't really play the game, so I don't, I don't really know the ins and outs of 40k. The models are gorgeous. Uh, so I paint them. I own them. They're, they're pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, events coming up that I'm I'm doing right because I, I like to go to the events. I like to to participate in the community uh, because you know I think that if we're going to do this hobby, we, you know, we need to kind of build ourselves up and make each other better. And I don't mean making each other better, or I don't mean just making each other better on the gaming side, right? But uh, encouraging people to paint, encouraging people to love what they own, uh, encouraging people to keep keep going on right because that's that's what we want to do if we see other people doing well that's going to make us make us want to do well right and vice versa right if we're doing well that might encourage other people to want to do well so uh that's why i want to capture the the whole the whole aspect of of the hobby here with with middle earth right so uh back to the events um like I said, I do have Great Battle in North Carolina on uh, the 5th of February. It's going to be 1,000 points. Uh, a few weeks later, I will be here 
in Northern Virginia. I live in Maryland, but they're in Northern Virginia uh, for Fords. I think it's going to be the seventh Fords. If you don't know what Fords is, it's a, it's a great one day event. Um, it's, it's always a good time. It's right there in Huzzah Hobbies. I'd give it a look uh, if you can do a day trip up there and just, uh, you know, get to meet some of the Northern Virginia guys, uh, some of the Maryland guys, DC guys, DMV, right? Uh, and, and get to see that, 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 this side of the house, um, for, I mean, hopefully we have with this podcast, we have other people listening outside of, you know, this area or even the East coast, right? It'd be cool to have, uh, people from all the world listen to this, right? So if you are from out, out uh, you know, other places drop, you know, give me a DM, give, give me a like on Instagram, uh, tell tell us what you want to hear, right? Everyone, tell us what you want to hear. If you want to hear what our take is about a book or a list or an FAQ or an event that is already out or it's been out or, you know, it's due for an update, let, you know, let, let's talk about it, right? Let, let's let's dive into that uh, and go for there. I keep getting all these rants. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Fords, uh, late February. After that, oh, man, I forgot – I forgot January. January, I will be at the Las Vegas Open. Uh, I will be at the Las Vegas Open helping uh, run the middle of the tournament there with John Sigsby. He is the head shed. Um, I'm humbly just helping him judge there. That's uh, a huge, huge honor, and I'm super excited for that. So that'll be the end of January. I believe... Uh, tickets are sold out for that as far as the gaming. But if you're in the area, man, and you are not gaming, come out, have a watch, have a look, look at the community. Uh, I'm excited to see the West Coast community or whoever is traveling uh, to LVO for this. Because I don't believe LVO has ever had uh, Middle Earth in any of their, their programs, right? This is the first time I've ever seen it. So it'll be a big deal. Um, Frontline Gaming recently adopted uh, Middle Earth as one of their programs. I think the, you know, if I'm if I'm speaking wrong here, someone please please correct me. But I think that their Atlantic City Open event, which was last June, was the first time Frontline Gaming has supported Middle Earth. I could be wrong. Uh, but it, it's it's fantastic that they're you know they're now diving into this. They're letting the community bar, be a part of them and vice versa. Uh, so yeah, that'll be late January. And then my mecca, uh, my mecca is going to be at the end of March with Adepticon. I've always wanted to go to Adepticon, not only at, for Middle Earth, but just as a hobbyist uh, to support wargaming, tabletop wargaming in general, uh, painting. Everything, man. Like, I've always wanted to go to Adepticon since, I don't know, probably I was in high school when I first heard about it, right? Um, I had tickets two years ago, so pumped for it, and then the world ended, and, you know, what can you do? So, I will say I am prepared to go in January, or in, in, in March. I have my hotel already set. Um, tickets should be dropping for Adepticon here relatively soon, I would say in the next two weeks, so... Start eyeballing that for something, if that's something you want to do. Uh, but that, you know, that's 
that's like a hobbyist mecca right there. It's going to to Adepticon. I, I believe that's one of the biggest tabletop, if not the tabletop wargaming event in the world. Um, just uh, just the hotels, man. They they go in like three minutes. It's ridiculous. Uh, so it's definitely it's definitely some. It'll probably be the only time I do it, but it's definitely something I wanted to do. All right. This, uh, this Fall of the Necromancer. From what I'm hearing, not a lot of people have their books yet. Uh, so if you don't, you know, you know, if you're not really sh familiar with the book yet, I can talk to you through a little bit of it. Like I said, I don't, I don't really want to be the umpteenth podcast that's talking about a book. But if you guys want to hear something, man, let me know. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about it. So this book, it's not that, it's not that big. Uh, but it's, you know, it's another book for the collection. Um, some things about the book, there's 13 scenarios in it. I'm not really sure if you're in a scenario play kind of person. I know I'd like to be, but I kind of live outside of the heavy bubble. Uh, I, I kind of moved away from DC about two years ago. Uh, so I'm not living where people just always wanting to do scenarios. Uh, but scenarios are good. I find a lot of value in them. Uh, so there's 13 scenarios in here for the fall of Necromancer. Uh, with that, there's also four legendary legions. Those four legendary legions, I'm sure we all know of them by now, uh, but they are the Rangers of Mirkwood, the Vanquishers of the Necromancer, Pits of Dolgaldur, and the Rise of the Necromancer. Um, I believe, bear with me as I flip. I believe that the new scary from what everyone is talking about is, yes, it is. All right. Is the vanquishers of the necromancer, right? There's a lot of meat and potatoes in this thing. I'm not really even sure if I'm supposed to be reading these roles, right? Uh, on a podcast, but um, you know, if it's something you don't have yet, definitely look into it. Uh, your total model count it can be like five, right? So you have Sauron on the white, uh, Galadriel, Lady of Light, Gandalf the Grey, uh, Elrond, uh, Master Rivendell with heavy armor, and then Radagast the Brown, and you can have the option for his slate. That is the only option, mind you, right? So everyone else is bare bones on foot, and not, you know, not that they really need anything else. But I'm hearing a lot of rumblings that this is pretty scary, uh, especially if people were getting their magic off and, and rolling the dice that they need to. Uh, and they, they need to make things happen with. I haven't played it yet. I've not played against it or played the played the thing. Um, so I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, Rangers Merkwood, I, I really like this. I think it's so cool. Uh, I've never actually looked at the profile for a Merkwood Ranger uh, until coming past this list. Um, man, 14 points <laughs> for for what all you get. I'm not really sure how I feel about it, right? Eh, eh. You guys who play more of the, the Hobbit armies, you guys probably know better than I do. Um, this is one of those I'd have to see it played. I'd have to see what's all going on, uh, especially with the special rules and stuff like that. But I think that this has the ability to be a very, very good list. Um, Pits of Dolgaldor. 
This one looks good too, man. Um, yeah. Uh, some other good things that you, you can get in this book, you do get in this book, and I find a lot of value in them, is you have two painting masterclasses. And like I mentioned with the with the weather shop, man, anytime there's a painting masterclass in these books, they're they're almost they're almost worth the weight of the book, uh, in my own opinion, because I like seeing how how the company paints their stuff, right? Because they, they they, they, they can do some amazing things. And me, like, I, I, I consider myself a decent painter. Uh, but most of the time, I kind of need to have a general consensus or an idea before I can think of it. I'm not one of those painters that's just like, oh, this is going to be good. Um, I don't have that kind of brain for color uh, as far as painting and stuff like that. I wish I did. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'll never be a golden demon painter, but anyway, I find a lot of value in the painting masterclasses. Um, so you get to, uh, one is going to be on the ruins and the other one is going to be on the necromancer himself. The necromancer himself, it looks fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm an avid supporter and I, I, you know, I was flipping through it a little bit and I really want to do that paint scheme on my necromancer. Uh, so I'll probably be doing that. Maybe I'll even take a break from these Gondor guys, Ministerith and, uh, See what I can do with him. Uh, let me take a quick break because uh, my thing is beeping at me and I'll restart a thread here and we'll go from there. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Uh, it is me, Middle Earth Mike. Still, I'm still Middle Earth Mike. Uh, so we were on the painting masterclasses, right? Uh, so looking at the necromancer, if you look at the necromancer, I believe he's still, uh, still that way on the games workshop website. Uh, the standard paint job initially was like a greenish with metal and stuff like that. Right. Um, what they did in this man, I really, really like, um, they basically did it to where, the cloak was a black and a gray, um, and then they did the the metal, your standard metal. But what they what they did with that was they took it a step further, and they made made the metal uh, like a glowing fire almost, man. Um, and it really looks it looks metal as heck, dude. No pun intended. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, he's he's glowing uh, in the head and on the hands and on the armor plate around the the you know the black cloth and i i really the more i stare at this man i really want to do it and i'm not i, I think i can make this make this happen uh in relatively quick fashion right like it should um it takes me normally i'm 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 a pretty long painter uh, i'm not one of those quick guys shout out if you are um <clears throat> but yeah man i, I really really want to get this done uh, and then the the second masterclass, uh, like I said, was it's on the ruins, right? So the ruins, they're the new terrain set, the new plastic terrain set. They are modular. Um, if you can get creative with this, by all means, let me tell you, though, this thing was hard as heck for me to build. Um, I This just was one of those builds, man. Like I had to, I would look at the instructions. I would think I had everything right. 
I would go to place the glue and then I realized my, you know, one of the plates is backwards or, or the wall is, is not right because each, each endpoint, each wall has two endpoints and each endpoint basically has three, two or three slots. And so you have to basically double tap to where if you are following the instruction manual, which I am because it's the first one and I just kind of want to make it look, look like the art print. Uh, but anyway, you have to make, make sure that you are doing exactly what the thing is telling you. And it's not fantastic as far as their, their pictures. Uh, it's a little wonky. <clears throat> so trying to make it all, all work out. It's, it's a little bit of process. I think for mine right now, I'm, I think I'm done with like the bottom floor. Uh, and that might have taken me like two hours, um, just between all the mistakes and stuff like that, but it really is awesome. Um, and in here, they give you some ideas as far as how to make different ones. Right. Uh, so that's another value to, to getting this book. I really liked how they painted it. Uh, it's not a bad paint job. And when I mean, when I say bad, I mean, uh, it's not overly difficult, um, all, you, all you have to basically do is follow the steps uh, because it's, you know, it's, it's a larger piece. Uh, so you can, you can get these great results with minimal effort. Right. Um, and that's, that's what a lot of this stuff, it, it comes down to, right. Uh, minimal effort uh, for like the larger pieces uh, for the smaller ones, man, you know, do what you can, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I really want to finish my, my tower, uh, my dog terrain and see what I can do with this. Uh, so actually when I'm looking at this, it looks like they give you like three other ways to do it. But I will tell you, uh, without this book, uh, and if you don't have like a, an artsy mind, you know, all you're, all you're getting in face value in the box is how to build the box print. Right. Uh, but in this book, like I said, it does, it does give you, uh, like three other ways you could possibly build it. But it's yours, right? You can build it however you want, right? And if you want just a, a wall or just the downstairs of the initial build, go for it, man. Um, it looks like for this larger one, they might have had two because they have two of the uh, the stone dudes. I don't, I don't know what they're, they're called, man. I'm, I'm kind of blanking. It's almost midnight here my time uh, while I'm recording. <clears throat> but yeah, man, it, it looks good. I kind of wish I would have gotten a second box and tried that, but... I will say that I would probably stick to uh, the initial build for your first box because it is kind of a pain. Um, and then, you know, like with anything, you'll get better and, and you'll go from there. Uh, so that's a little bit about the fall of the Necromancer book. Um, it's not the biggest book they've had, but I, you know, I think it's, I think it's a great book, man. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a big fanboy, right? Uh, I, I really like this book. I think there's a lot of value in this book. I think there's a lot of value in all their books. Uh, that Lord of the Rings or Games Workshop is producing for uh, for the Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game. Uh, so I'm I'm super excited for it. I'm super excited to see people running these lists uh, as I start going back to some more events this next year. Right, uh, I've been off. My last event was I don't know uh, mid October. <clears throat> I was supposed to go to uh, March on Music City, which is going to be this Saturday uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, when I say Saturday, Saturday the fourth, uh, but I cannot, cannot get off work, um, so alas, I'm not able to go. 
and uh, support them for this one. Uh, but I will try and hit their summer one uh, for sure. And I think usually, I think, I think this one's like 700, 750 points. Uh, so that's usually, I guess, what they roll with. Uh, but they seem like a great, great group of dudes. Um, we had uh, Evan, who chopping the E shout out. Uh, Evan and some of his dudes come out to our uh, Not So Nova event, um, which was Labor Day weekend. Uh, and it was great. I was awesome having them. I really enjoyed having them. Uh, I really hope uh, that I can, you know, I can start going to, uh, I, I really hope that next, you know, next, their next event, next, next event I'm going to, right. Um, I wish them the best of luck for their event this weekend. Um, and you know, I, I hope I can see lots of pictures and lots of good things coming from the March of music city, uh, because it's, it's going to be fantastic. Also with that, there is another event this weekend, uh, in Richmond, uh, Richmond, Virginia, um, so, you know, shout out to them to, to, uh, to keep doing with their thing. So <clears throat> that's basically all I really wanted to talk about. I think I'm running on like 37 minutes. I don't even know where this time went. This is crazy. Uh, but I just wanted to say, thank you guys. If, you know, even if I have like two listeners, thank you guys for listening to this so much. Uh, I know I appreciate it. Uh, Jer my man, Jerry will be really appreciative of it. Uh, when he starts coming on to this thing. Maybe I'll have another recording after this weekend or before this. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I want to talk about. If I get a lot of feedback, if I, you know, if we get a lot of people talking and they're like, "Hey, man, let's talk about this. Talk about this. Talk about this." Well, heck, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out, right? Uh, I definitely want to figure out how to do these interviews outside of person uh, without my mind just getting in a big rap. Uh, because, like I said earlier, that's that's kind of what happened. Uh, but yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Um, we appreciate your feedback. Any feedback that you have, uh, hit me up at Middle Earth Mike on Instagram. Uh, you can hit up Jerry on Instagram as well. His Instagram handle just changed. Uh, it is now urban uh, underscore cowboy underscore painting. Uh, it used to be like Middle Earth 3. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Sorry, sorry Jerry. But yeah, hit him up. Um, give him like, like the stuff, whatever. Uh, but yeah, we, we want feedback, man. I want to make this podcast uh, everything that it had, every everything that it can be, right? Uh, so if there's things that you guys don't like in a certain podcast, let me know, man. If there's something that you really like that we're not doing or, or we're not, I'm, I don't have any thought of yet, let me know, man. Um, more more, more feedback, the better. Uh, so, yeah, let us know. Yeah, sorry. So... <laughs> I was uh, struggling for some words there. So if there was a glitch in your matrix, it was not you. I promise it was me. But yeah, anyway, thank you uh, for listening. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you. And we look forward to the next episode. See ya. We hope you've enjoyed this exciting episode of Hobbit Hammer. Connect with Mike and Jerry anytime on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon on Hobbit. Hammer. Hammer.